In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text is the Gospel for this Easter Sunday, Matthew 28, verses 5 to 8. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. This is our text. The Japanese soldier, Lieutenant Hiro Onuda, survived for decades in the Philippines jungle believing that World War II had not ended. Onuda, with three other soldiers who accompanied him for some years, continued to fight the war, killing many local Filipinos. Though numerous attempts were made, mostly by leaflets, but by some pieces of personal mail, to persuade them that the war was over, every such effort was regarded by them as a trick of enemy propaganda. Onuda, who was declared officially dead in 1959, only gave himself up in 1974 when his commanding officer, who had long since retired from the military and become a bookseller, was sent to the island to order Onuda to surrender. Now, Onuda knew that Japan was defeated. He was hiding in the jungle, after all, cut off from the homeland, without supplies, hiding from the locals. But he could not believe that the war was over. And even when he was convinced, his feelings were decidedly mixed. He returned to Japan, a national hero. He wrote a best-selling book, No Surrender, My 30-Year War. But he had a hard time adjusting and eventually moved to Brazil. He's 89 and still living today. Today's Easter Gospel is news of an even greater peace and even greater change than the end of the Second World War. Is it a wonder that the women who went to the tomb to mourn a friend but encountered an earthquake and an angel instead left with mixed emotions? Fear, competing with joy as they struggled to come to terms with this new truth. Today, let us acknowledge that the gospel of Jesus' resurrection unsettles our thinking. In the first place, the good news of Jesus' resurrection shows that Jesus is more than we thought he was. Oh, there are many people who will tell you that he's a great teacher, a good man, a martyr for a cause, a hero. All of this is lip service from the atheist and the pagan who want to earn our respect and friendship. Well, let's give them our respect and friendship. But let's not accept that Jesus is merely a teacher, a good man, a martyr, or a hero. For he claimed to be much more than that. And he is either a liar and a charlatan, or he is what he claimed, 
much more than a good man or a teacher. And he is more than a mere messenger of God, a prophet or a lawgiver. These are the concessions of the heretic and the free thinker, those who will not submit to God's word, who will not accept God's message without picking and choosing what they like and what they don't like. No, Christ claimed to be more than a prophet and a lawgiver. He claimed to be Lord and God. And that's where the resurrection is so unsettling. The resurrection shows that Christ keeps his promises. We think of the promise, destroy this temple, this dwelling of God, and I will raise it up in three days. What a claim to make. But Christ's resurrection shows that he kept that promise. Christ said about his life, I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. And the resurrection showed that he had that power. He is no mere Lazarus being called from the tomb by someone else. He himself had the power to lay down his life and to take it up again. And he had said that the Son of Man will be betrayed, be crucified, but on the third day he will rise. And the resurrection shows that he kept that promise. He was able to predict the future. And this means that his other promises are true. For example, like this, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's a promise, and the resurrection shows that it's true. Now imagine, Jesus is with you always, not only when you're doing what's right, not only when you're seated in church at your best, but when you're at home, when you think you're alone, when you're alone with your sins or with sinful companions. Yes, Jesus is with you always. That sounds like good news to those who love Jesus, but to those who aren't quite sure how they feel about Jesus, to those who reject his claim to be Lord, that's got to be awfully unsettling. And there's a part in each of us that refuses to accept his claim, and that's unsettling to us today. Furthermore, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. How politically incorrect to claim to be the only way to God, the only way to heaven that is so offensive to so many people and those who believe his word will be offensive to people of the world as well. It's another proof that Jesus cannot be a good man, a good teacher, a good hero. He's either making an arrogant claim or else he is what he said he is. Another promise that Jesus made is that when the Son of Man returns with all his holy angels, he will judge all men. Again, how politically incorrect, incorrect to judge and to claim that power. But that's precisely what Jesus says. That's the claim that's underscored by his resurrection and how unsettling that is to you and I who know our sin, our guilt, our failure. For the resurrection shows that Christ is God to be worshipped. He said, I and the Father are one. And those who saw the resurrection understood its meaning. That's why in our text the women took his feet and worshipped him. 
Even the doubting Thomas had to exclaim, My Lord and my God. For Jesus' resurrection shows that Jesus is more than we thought he was. And if that's unsettling, it also shows us that death is less than we thought it was. We thought death was permanent and irreversible. But one more powerful than death is here. We thought that death was an escape, a sleep. But one who is present even to the dead is here. As the psalmist says in Psalm 136, If I make my bed in hell, lo, thou art there. When I am awake, I am still with thee. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. We thought death was a curse, but one able to undo that curse is here. We thought death was the end of all existence, but one who reveals the fate of the dead is here. We thought death had the last word, but one who himself is the last word, the Alpha and the Omega, is here. Those of us who were certain of one thing, death and taxes, our thinking about reality is overturned by Jesus' resurrection. And therefore, death is to be feared less than Christ, who defeated death. And that's unsettling. Because if you are afraid of death, fear more the Lord who overcame death. Get on his good side. Get on good terms with him. And that leads us to the third thing that Jesus' resurrection unsettles. God's will is not what we thought it was. You see, we tend to identify God's nature with the power to force people against their will, the power to punish people, and the ability to lord it over others. We expect God to condemn and destroy. And so we imagine that being right with God will allow us to do these things. So we who imagine we are right with God try to force people against their will. We demand that they be punished for doing wrong, and we lord it over others. And this works fine for 10, 20, 30 years until we realize our own guilt and we expect to be thus treated. And like Judas, we are tempted to despair because we know that the rule we apply to others should be applied to us. But Christ's resurrection shows that God's will is not what we thought it was. Christ's Resurrection shows God's peace for sinners. That, first of all, it shows that his sacrifice on our behalf has been accepted. For Jesus died on the cross to carry our sins with him. And the fact of his resurrection shows that the word he spoke from the cross, it is finished, is true. Our sins laid on Jesus are finished. They have no power to condemn us any longer. We should therefore not live under their power anymore. And Christ's resurrection shows that he desires to rescue us from eternal death. For he has opened the grave, made a way of escape from death for you and for me, for all who cling to Christ. 
For St. Paul says, you who have been baptized, have been baptized into his death, that even as Christ is risen from the dead, we too may live a new life. Christ is the first fruits of those that sleep, meaning that the rest of us will follow him in due course. He desires to rescue us from eternal death. And finally, his resurrection shows that this peace with God and hope of unending life is to be shared with all people. No sooner is the good news of Jesus' resurrection shared with the women, but they're told to go and tell. And the disciples, when they meet Christ in Galilee, they're given a great commission to teach the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that Christ has commanded. So we are called to share that good news of Jesus' resurrection with others. And we invite, not force. We edify, not punish. We serve and not lord it over others. For Jesus has set the pattern. He has set the example. For we live by the power of his resurrection, the power to forgive, the power to encourage, the power to teach by our example, and a word in season. And that's not what we originally thought life was about. We thought that our life was centered on ourselves, a narrow vision that ends in boredom and death. But God's will is that we should enjoy eternal life and the joy of sharing that eternal life with others. It takes a lifetime to take all this in, much less put it into practice. It helps to review that gospel, to share and celebrate it with others as we do today. It helps to recognize that the old ways of thinking and feeling are not forgotten in a day. And so it helps to resolve on a lifetime of living this good news. Your feelings will be mixed at times as fear and joy, doubts and confidence contend with one another. But the truth of Jesus' resurrection resolves in an unending joy for you who believe. Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And may the peace of the risen Christ keep your hearts and minds through God Almighty. Amen.